You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Nick Farabaugh. I write for Pittsburgh Source Now, work at WPGS Radio Station, and I'm a production assistant at ACC Network. And folks, Pitt did it. They defeated Clemson, but man, there's a lot of implications coming out of that. What have we learned from this game, and what does Pitt do moving forward even bigger Things are on their shoulders with Miami on the horizon. All that and more coming up on Lockdown Pit. All right, folks, welcome back to the Lockdown Pit podcast. And as always, thank you for making Lockdown Pit your first listen every day. Check us out on all platforms. We are available free. Leave a five star review. On Apple Podcasts, if you guys are so kind to do so. All right, folks, let's discuss this big win. I mean, Pitt really did get their big win of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four and three Clemson. Okay, it's not a signature win. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> yes, it is. And, you know, people ask me, how is this a signature win for Pitt? Like, like how is it? I'll tell you why. And there's a few key things. For one reason, the name alone, right? The name alone of Clemson. That's a national brand, man. Anytime you beat Clemson, it's a good thing. Simple as that. You know, Clemson Tigers, yeah, they aren't as good this year. That defense still is very elite. And I mean, very, very elite. That offense is struggling, man. But Clemson's a good team. There are no pushovers, you know? This is not a, a Clemson team... That is the best that they've ever been, but they are still very talented. They still have a bunch of pedigree on that football team. And it's a national brand. The things it does for your recruiting, and especially for Pitt, I mean, man, to have that crowd there be that raucous, be that, you know, just loud and, and energetic and everything. It was a different atmosphere than there has been in a very long time. I really think that was maybe the best Pitt environment since at least the first time they played Penn State there at Heinz Field. But, man, it's been a long time that you felt that legitimate buzz in Heinz Field at a Pittsburgh Panthers football game. It was great to see, and this was a signature win because of this big thing. This is a game in years past Pitt does not win. Straight up, they do not win this game in years past. This is a team that's showcasing, man, we might actually be different. They've risen to the occasion. They've risen to every test, you know, and, and that was the thing I expressed last week during the preview show. Pitt should win this game on paper. Everything about this game says Pitt is the better team. Yeah, so you might as well say, yes, they took care of business. That's why it's a signature win. That's why it's huge. That's why the Virginia Tech win was big. Virginia Tech ain't, ain't very good either. We clearly see how good Virginia Tech is right now. They aren't that great. That's just something Pitt doesn't do. They don't go into Lane Stadium and win 28-7 at Virginia Tech. They don't go home and beat Clemson 27-17 while doing it very comfortably. You really only felt during that first quarter, oh, man, maybe they're going to blow this. 
Outside of that, did you feel like they were going to lose the game? No. Once they took the lead going into the halftime, I think most Pitt fans felt good, and you rightfully should. That's the exact thing that this Pitt team is doing. They're flipping every Pitt narrative on its head. They're showcasing we might be different. We have our quarterback. We have a star receiver. The running back is coming together. O-line is playing well. The other receivers are stepping up. You have two quality tight ends. The defense is continuing to improve. Heck, even the special teams, you know. Yes, the kicking game is a complete adventure. And yes, Kirk Christodoulou, you do have some bad punts this year, my guy. But overall, the whole team played well. It was a team win. You can't just say point to this one player or this one unit. The whole team played especially well, obviously including Kenny Pickett. But this game was a narrative breaker. The last two games have been narrative breakers. You just don't see Pitt beat Clemson at home when they're 5-1 and one in ranked. That's another thing. Pitt finally gets ranked. They have the pressure on their shoulders. And they rise to the occasion and beat the team they're supposed to beat with pressure on their shoulders. This is not something, again, that you see Pitt do a lot. It's just not. Throughout their history, obviously the big one for me would obviously be 2009 versus Cincinnati, right? Not that this... It's not a super comparable game in this regard. But that's a game they had won. And they let Cincinnati come back. You just look at all down the line. I mean, all down the line. Games that they weren't supposed to lose. And they lose... And it just kills their chances. You see it way too much. And that's exactly what Pitt has broken. They've broken the narrative. They've broken the trends. Pitt is doing what other Pitt teams in the past have not done. They cracked a great defense. The defense of Pitt played very well. They didn't let you know Clemson have this great swirling comeback at this is their get right game no no it wasn't Pitt played them very well or when Tyson Pumachan relieved DJ Uyagagale they didn't let that spark get to them Pumachan didn't do much he didn't do a ton compared to DJ Uyagagale they got turnovers this team just did everything they needed to do Addison gets hurt Izzy gets hurt they still go on I mean that is a team that persevered through injuries, they persevered through pressure, they rose to the occasion of a big crowd with a lot of pressure, everyone expecting their downfall, and they simply didn't lose. And that's the most notable thing for Pitt on this game. They broke it. It's a signature win because they don't do it in past years. They don't win this game in past years. They don't. There, there was no stumbling block in this game. They, they were punched in the mouth early, they responded well, and they never let go of the game from there. It was a different type of game for Pitt, and they won in convincing fashion. It was a 10-point game, and by the end, it sure didn't feel like a 10-point game. That was the big thing for Pitt. They had broken the narratives of Pitt football, and that's why you call this a signature win and a statement win, not only to themselves, but to the fans and the nation at large, that we are different. And that's the biggest thing for Pitt coming out of this game. They have broken those narratives. 
All right, let's get to talk about what happened in the actual football game. Those implications, obviously huge about what Pitt did on the field, but I really want to talk about this defense. Another good game for them, but first, folks, I want to let you know about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love it, and I know you will too, because Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world, and they offer all the star players from the Power Five as well as the mid major players you may have never even heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of, from yards to touchdowns to even interceptions thrown. So, folks, just use our promo code and you receive a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100. And again, that's the promo code locked on. That's our promo code locked on. You'll get that 100% instant deposit matchup to $100. You can pick two to five players and an over-under in their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus those projected numbers. You can also do cross-sport entries if you so wish. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. folks welcome back to the locked on pit podcast man pit continuing to break narratives this season and the narrative including my own where i said i still wasn't completely in on the defense you know what i still am not completely in on this defense but i am very encouraged to say the least and man i'm quickly becoming closer and closer that okay the defense is back the defense is legit i'm getting closer to that but i need to see them through this stretch here I think they're going to get a really good test this week. I didn't expect Miami to test them that well, but Tyler Van Dyke looks really good, actually. So Pitt might get a little bit of test here. They ripped up a battered and bruised NC State defense. So don't put a ton of stock into the fact that, oh my goodness, they put up 31 against NC State. NC State was missing their entire secondary I mean, it was just decimated. The entire defensive side of the football for NC State was decimated with injuries. But the defense, man, another really good performance. I mean, really solid performance. Only 151 passing yards, 164 rushing yards, a little bit more than you'd like. I thought they got gashed on the ground a little bit more than I would have liked. But as the game went on, I thought that they did kind of swamp that down a little bit more although I do think if Clemson had decided to throw more um, that things could have gone a lot more south and I think that if they had run the ball more than 30 times I think that they could have found a lot more success Um, so that could be something to watch but I do think that overall when you look at the pit defense things are coming along nicely right so the big thing 4 of 11 on third downs Pitt was winning the money downs That was a good thing for Pitt. Two more turnovers. Always a good thing. Whenever you can get two turnovers, including a pick six, I mean, let's be real here. They're plus six in turnover differential since the Western Michigan game. That's really good for Pitt's defense. They're creating turnovers. Remember what Randy Bates said immediately after that game, man. We got to create turnovers. I just love that every time we've talked about this season, Man, he, the coaches are challenging them to do something, and then they go out and do it. That, my friends, is really, really, really good stuff. 
That tells me they're receptive to coaching, they're responding to coaching, and they're buying into everything that they're saying. The coaches have credibility in the eyes of the players and a lot of it because they are doing everything they say to do, and they are really doing well at running what with what Brandy Bates is saying, what Coach Narduzzi is saying, with what Mark Whipple is saying, whatever it might be. These players are really running with it and doing quite well. I, I think you look overall, though, at the defense, and you're talking about a defense that is no longer completely living in one thing, right? This is no longer a pit defense, for example, that only lives with blitzing. They've evolved from that, which is good. They needed to evolve from that eventually. I think now the secondary is starting to play a lot better. The biggest two things, though, the two biggest things, uh, the three biggest things, I should say. One, let's talk about the linebackers. What much improved play. I mean, just much improved play. They're really starting to, to feel it out and, and process things, and the, the changes for the RPOs are gorgeous. I mean, really. It has been a sight to see. I think that Pitt has done a great job of responding to the Western Michigan game. Slinging those fits, the processing has been much better. The middle of the field is not as wide open as you would think it would be. Huge thing there for Pitt as well. I think the second thing is they're tackling a lot better. I mean, there were multiple times in this game where where Clemson could have had a lot more yards, but Pitt made good tackles in the open field. Now, sometimes it didn't matter a lot because they still scored, or sometimes it didn't matter anyways, but I think that there were a few plays here where... Man, you looked at it and said, oh boy, if they had made that tackle, who knows what could have happened. They were really, really good at tackling the football. They're much better at attacking downhill. Marquez Williams made a few really key stops on screen plays. I thought that was really nice to see. Um, I, I just thought that overall the defense played well from a tackling standpoint. And then three, I mean, it's so important for the safeties. I can't not give the safeties their credit. And man, they... They deserve so much credit. Eric Hallett, for as much as I've given the guy a hard time this year, what a pat last two games he's had. And that was another really good game. He had a great pass breakup against Virginia Tech and another one on this game. Eric Hallett continuing to play at a very, very high level. He had two more pass breakups. Brandon Hill had two himself. These guys are making really good tackles in the open field. He should have had a pick, Hallett, but it, it is what it is, right? Essentially, would have been a punt. They punted the next play anyways. But Pitt, the safeties, are playing so much better. Hallett's finding his groove. Brandon Hill was very talented but inconsistent. He's finding that model of consistency. And these two guys are what's making me buy into a degree. Because I thought that they were the two that were like, oh boy, these are the two guys that need to really play better. And they have. They've stepped up for this team when the team needed them. And I, I just I can't say enough about the performance of Eric Hallett and Brandon Hill. These two safeties have played extremely well over the last few weeks. Really good football players right now. They really are playing well. And when you look at Pitt's defense overall, I mean, just fantastic stuff from their defensive. Defensively through the pass game, just fantastic stuff. Negative 13.29 EPA overall, negative 0.40 passing-wise for them. For Clemson, that is EPA. I mean, that's just great stuff from Pitt's D 
defense. Their pass defense has played much better. Along with the safeties, you're still getting good play out of Mathis, Williams, A.J. Woods has come on nicely. You know, you're getting pl quality play, man. You're getting quality play out of those guys. And, and they're coming together, and you, you even look at the front. The front hasn't even done a ton. I mean, the, the Hoppaball, Nanu, Kaja, Kansi, they, they're very talented. It's a very talented front. It's a very talented D-line. But they're not just bringing the blitz anymore. It's not a defense that feels like, oh my goodness, we're going to fly downhill and that's all we're going to do. They're very multifaceted. You're seeing safeties come over the top to help. There's a few different coverages. There's a few different reads. Everything is just different now. Pitt's defense is clicking much better. They seem to be in more of a rhythm. They seem to know what to do much better. And I think that's what gives me hope. Again, they still have to pass the big test for me. But I'm starting to believe more and more, and I'm really, really excited to see what the defense can do as the season goes onward. All right, folks, I really want to talk about Pitt's receivers and how they're really stepping up and into the spotlight with Jordan Addison out. However, folks, before I do that, I want to let you know about BuiltBar.com. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever, and you wouldn't even know it because protein bars usually are waxy, chalky. They're just awful, right? I mean, Built Bar is soft, though. It's covered in real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know it's something different. Folks, they have great, great flavors. Coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry bar, sia. And they all taste good, and they're all healthy, too, because Built Bar is low in carbs, low calories, low fat, low sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits along with the flavor. So folks, go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off on your order. And that's the promo code LOCK15 for 50% off at built.com. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. And folks, let's talk about these pit receivers and the weapons around them. I think more so the skill positions. I just want to talk about the weapons and how they stepped up in the absences of Jordan Addison and Izzy Abani Canada because I'm really, really impressed by how Pitt is starting to actually change their game plans. It's it's actually really good to see guys stepping up. You know, Jared Wayne kind of didn't, he wasn't there in the second half, right? And why they they doubled him? I mean. Addison went out and they just said, okay, we'll double Jared Wayne. And Pitt still got other guys to step up. And I thought that was really encouraging. You know? I, I thought that Melky Stovall had a really nice catch. You know, Kroll had a few big catches. I think the bigger thing was, to be quite honest with you, the running game, though. You know, it, it wasn't a dominant second half offensive performance by any means, but they didn't need it to be. They didn't need to be an aerial team in the second half. They were when they needed to, but they got the help on the ground. I mean, let's talk about Rodney Hammond. I mean, this dude coming in for Izzy, who gets just absolutely blown up, gets put in the concussion protocol, and you, my folks... Get 11 carries for 66 yards and a few really key runs. I mean, Hammond came off the bench completely cold. Did an 18-yarder, a 10-yarder, a 13-yarder. I mean, it, he had a few really big runs. Rodney Hammond really played well. 
and he looks like someone that should get legitimate trade. You know, I'm not sure. He's probably more of a type of running back akin to a Deion Lewis, Ray Graham-ish type. I actually think he's more in the Ray Graham-esque mold. If you want a pit comp, that is. But this is a dude that looks ready to go. I don't know if he's ready to go from a pass protection standpoint or receiving standpoint. I know he's ready to go from a pure running standpoint. He's a very talented runner. The ability to move laterally, the ability to slip off tackles, the physicality he runs with for his size. I mean, Rodney Hammond isn't Vincent Davis here in terms of size. But what I will say he is, is he's a tough dude for his size. I mean, Pitt lists Rodney Hammond. Hey, he's confident, obviously. I mean, but Pitt lists Rodney Hammond as 5'9", 175. To run that hard is impressive. He said he's meant for big moments, man. He, he's, he looked cool, calm, and collected coming in on a huge stage and, and just showing up. Rodney Hammond was really good. And credit where credit's due. I know the stats aren't flashy for him. I understand. But let's give it credit for Vincent Davis. He gets a lot more flack than he deserves. 12 carries for 30 yards. Yeah, that's not great. I understand. You're not looking to say, Oh boy. Vincent Davis again. He had a few key runs. The third and two in the fourth quarter to continue that. That was a tough run by Vincent Davis. He falls forward. He really fights for his size. They use him wrong. He's a five foot eight, 175 pound running back. You don't run him through the middle. But he still grinds out the yards. He's a really tough runner. He falls forward. He's a solid receiver in space. Three catches for 24 yards. Two very key first downs. Throughout the game for Vincent Davis on those catches. He's a really good dump-off outlet. You know, I, I mean, he's a great pass protector as well. He does a lot of things right, man. He's not the greatest or most dynamic runner, but also I don't think they use him completely right. You got him outside off tackle. If you got him in space, that's where he lives. You saw him make a few really nice cuts and make a few guys miss when he got in space, and I thought that's where Vincent Davis really lives. And that's where he's best at and utilized. So... I thought Vincent Davis had a nice, you know, a nice game overall. I know the stats aren't flashy for him, but there's some things on the stat sheet you can't necessarily just completely contextualize his performance. And honestly, it was pretty impressive. I thought it was rather impressive, to be quite honest with you, for what we saw with these guys. And then Kenny Pickett himself stepping up, making a few great diving plays, especially that last one. You know, that was an unbelievable play, and that's the type of player that Kenny Pickett is. He's a guy that you will rally around because you see him going all out. And Servazier Dennis sends something to this effect, essentially. You see him doing that, so you can give a little bit extra for that guy because he's going all out, and he wants to win this game really bad. So now we want to win this game, too. Just a true leader. But those running backs, you know, they step up big time in this game. Huge when Banny Candy gets hurt. Hammond plays at a very high level. Pickett getting a few key first downs. Davis grinding out a few key yards. And when they needed to throw the ball, you know, they need they did. Uh it, it was it was if Addison is out against Miami, um it, it becomes a lot more worrying because again, he does have a, a changing factor, a magnetism, and a, a, a defense is just game plan just changes when it suddenly becomes there's no Jordan Addison in that lineup. 
But when you also have these multifaceted ways to win, and we talked about this with the way Pitt beat Virginia Tech, it was a completely different style of win that they have never done in a year. And now they prove that they can do both. So if he's out, can you run on Miami? I'd bet yes. I would bet they would be able to. And it's because the running backs are stepping up. It's because the O-line's playing well. It's because they have secondary weapons that are proving to not be slouches themselves. All right, folks, thanks for making Locked on Pit your first listen every day tomorrow. I want to talk about the offensive line. Finally give the Hogs their flowers because, boy, do they deserve it after that performance on Saturday afternoon. But now, do not forget to make your second listen Locked on ACC. Get all your daily ACC news in less than 30 minutes with ACC expert Candace Cooper. It's free and available on all platforms, folks. Thanks for listening, and as always, hail to Pitt.